0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Milne in motion, handoff Algier,
1: nice cut to the end zone, touchdown. Watch Tristan Hodge, number 69. Look at him bury his guy, pushing him completely to the right side. You
0: actually could take the entire right side of the BYU line. Huge, dominated Texas State up front there. I think they're happy to have Tristan Hodge back. BYU gets lined up as fast as they can. Four, Wilson going deep. Wilson toward the end zone, and it is caught! Mill, Touchdown! take a bow. Oh my goodness. He comes all the way back to the other side of the field. Another great throw and catch. Dax Milne who's blossomed into a star extra point up and good. It's 35-7. to And they're faking the punt. Good grief. The fake punt up 49-14. Look at him go. He takes a big hit at the end of it. Ryan Rako Showed some wheels. Yeah, that, that's that's not cool. Six minutes ago in the fourth quarter, up 49-14. That's BYU's longest run of the year. Kalani doesn't yeah, look happy. that happy. He looks like a guy who maybe saw his punter do
1: something on his own. All right, Gordon, let's talk about football over the weekend with <laughs> yeah. the, the Cougars, and uh, we can get to the Aggies as well. Both games uh, uh, lopsided so to speak. Uh, Let's start with BYU. Uh, Gordon, give me kind of your initial thoughts. I know you uh, wrote about it over the weekend, but what's your takeaway?
0: Well, uh, there's all kinds of things to say about it, but let's just start with uh, a few particulars. Let me give you one stat. BYU, 579 total yards, Texas State, 267. I mean, you see that stat, you know how it went. And BYU, regardless of the fake punt, and Rod Gilmore's uh, disgust with it, I thought Kalani pulled back on the reins pretty good in that game. They did allow some plays to be run by the second unit, and and I don't have a big problem with that. But this was just an absolute butt-whooping, and uh, I have no problem with the way that game was handled from a standpoint of management from BYU's side. Texas State was outclassed all the way around. Everybody knew it was going to be like that. And BYU did what uh, it's been doing all year. And I will say this, that regardless of uh, how poor the competition is, Zach Wilson is showing some stuff that uh, is indicating uh, a, a talent a talent that he is and it doesn't matter who you're playing when you can spin a ball downfield the way this kid can i'm starting to come around you and i were a little bit more hesitant when uh, pk was talking about how sensational zach wilson is uh he is he is showing that he is a real prospect and uh i think nfl scouts are taking uh taking note of it and that stands out as large because it's been a long time since BYU's had that kind of talent uh, at quarterback. And uh, the, the thing about it is that if he were going up against a tough defense, it might be a different matter. I mean, he would be pressured more. He would have to make decisions quicker. He would uh, He would be challenged in a way that he is not being challenged now. And so I know people are tired of hearing that, especially BYU fans, but it really is the story of the season. BYU's winning, and uh, they're winning against a level of competition that really is not competitive, and that will change in a couple weeks. But for the time being, BYU is beating these teams that it should beat and is looking good doing it. Nothing wrong, nothing to to, for them to be held accountable for. They're just going out and playing ball, and they're balling big time.
1: I, I'd like to say that I've always been high on Zach Wilson sensational is such a such a high bar but i i mean
0: you and i said really good uh when pk said sensational uh but but he he there man there are moments that that ball he threw to dax Millen that we just heard on that replay was uh not 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 a whole lot of quarterbacks could make that throw
1: I did not think last year was indicative of his capabilities as a quarterback because I thought he was coming off surgery and he was hurt. And he still beat USC, by the way. So uh, maybe we should uh, should have seen this coming a little bit more. But but he's making all the throws. I mean, you can see it. He's, he, there's a reason that NFL guys are, are high on him. There's there's no doubt. Real quick on the punter thing. Uh, it, BYU's punters have a tough time calling their own number. They're a little, they're a little too <laughs> eager to do that. <laughs> But isn't it interesting that we saw another punter, you and I saw this game in person, uh, uh, Gordon, where Tom Hackett called his own number uh, up at Oregon when uh, the Utes really poured it on the Ducks. Nobody. I, I just think it's interesting that based on the opponent, you know, it, it Texas State, everybody goes, oh, stop being so mean. But when it's Oregon, it's like, yeah, pour it on them. It's kind of funny <laughs> that that dichotomy, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I, I, but I, the, I, I,
0: I, do you have any problem with what happened there? I mean, OK, you might say to the guy. Hey, uh, you know, let's ease off here a little bit. But he's probably been trained in practice after practice after practice that if you see an opening and you're sure you see an opening, then go ahead and go. They probably have practiced that a hundred times. And so when that presents itself and a kid is back there and he sees that opening, he takes off. That's what he's been trained to right. do. Right. I I don't have a pro. I, I mean, I, don't I mean, I, I don't I know, either, know BYU, BYU fans might be upset with uh, Rod, but, uh, you know, and, and, and he maybe for good reason. I mean, I thought he laid it on a little thick there, but it's uh, I hold BYU to no shame for what they did and what the punter did. You scream at the kid. I, I, I thought
1: who was it? Was it Linehan who called his own number on the fourth and uh, 18 or whatever, fourth and 19 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in his own end zone? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was far more egregious. This, this kid just got excited. He saw something. It's based off one read. If one player does one thing, then you take off and go. Right. And he made the read. He's like, holy cow, this is happening. I'm so excited. I'm on national television. Here I go. He's yeah. not thinking about what the score is. I mean, I'm sure right. the coaches after the game were like, all right, you, you could see why that might look bad a little bit. But come on, whatever.
0: Yeah, kid I, kid, I mean, kid look, got overly really
1: excited. I got no problem with it. Uh, excuse me, not kid. I hate it when they do that. Uh, young adult got excited and
0: uh, whatever. Well, for me, he is a kid, but uh, it's uh, it's what BYU did offensively in that second half is they slammed on the brakes, and so I, I don't think there's any room for ripping BYU. I don't think Kalani hasn't done that all year. He hasn't been trying to run up the score. He wants his team to play well, and he wants them to play to a certain standard. and And the score doesn't even really matter. I don't think to Kalani at this point. I mean, I know it's a beauty contest and with BYU's situation with the level of competition they have to impress and all this. I don't think he thinks that way. I think he wants his offense to line up and play football and he wants his defense to do similar things. You think anybody was upset with Isaiah Kafusi for that interception and that pick six, that terrific run he had coming back? No, he's playing ball. He's playing ball. uh, I I think the weak-minded want to go after that kind of thing, and I don't – I don't even think the players think that much of it. They're just out there balling.
1: All right, Gordon. Uh let's talk about Utah State and Boise State. Uh forty two oh to thirteen was was the final there. So so let me ask you this question, because I think the answer to it is very relevant because BYU obviously is going to play Boise State. And Utah State, we're the home of the Aggies. So is is it gonna be is Boise gonna be really, really good? Or is it gonna be a really long year in Logan?
0: Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think the the Aggies are – I think they're not going to play that poorly. Uh, They will come around, and uh, they're not going to play Boise State every week, thankfully for them, because Boise State's just too good for them. Uh, They couldn't stay with that team. And I don't care if those two teams played ten times. Boise State's going to win every one of them. But Utah State won't. I think they are better than they showed. There and we'll see that as time goes by. Although they have San Diego State coming up next, so you know, and the Aztecs won pretty big as well over the weekend. So uh, we'll see, and that'll be on their home home field. But to answer the second part of that question, I think BYU fans wouldn't be quite as nervous if they were playing Boise State at uh, Lavelle's place, but uh, playing them up on that blue turf where BYU—I don't think BYU's ever won up there. Nope. And so how's that going to go against a team that looks like it's pretty darn good? I mean, I watched most of that game, and I was impressed by what I was seeing. But I did – I saw an awful lot of arm tackling or attempts at arm tackling by Utah State. I saw a lot of broken tackles. I saw some uninspired play, especially in the first half. The second half got a little better. You saw some determination, you uh, you know, in the run game. On the part of the Aggies, and, and and like I said, I think they'll come around and they will respond playing lesser opponents. Uh, they're just not as good as Boise State. And I don't care if they play now or they play in November; it, it, it doesn't matter. It, uh, you know, Boise State's too good.
1: So I I, I agree well, on principle with uh, with um, uh, everything you said right there, but I'm a little more concerned about what's going on in Logan because they they gave up an incredible amount of yards. Mm-hmm. 450 total yards they gave up to Boise State, but the good news is they didn't move the ball themselves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 getting only 203 total yards, including only 92 yards passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, are they going to have to lean on Jalen Warren that much? Uh, because uh, uh, so uh, I'm co- I'm concerned about what I saw out of Utah State over the weekend. I'm concerned that it's I don't know if, if what Gary's doing isn't working or if uh you, you know, they've kinda had a downturn in the talent uh area, but it's I don't know. I, I, I came off with a very negative uh take, I guess, on Utah State. And Boise well, State is who we thought they were, right, Denny Green? You know, they'll probably be a pretty good squad this year. Well coached, play hard. Uh you know, they got a quarterback that can throw it. Uh twenty of twenty eight, two hundred sixty eight yards and three touchdowns. Pretty nice day, I think. Yeah. Uh uh, I think Boise State is, is going to be good, uh, but I, I am. I'm concerned about what we saw out of the Aggies.
0: Well, it's, there were a couple of uh, the circumstances conspired against Utah State, in my opinion. Uh, one, they're not as good as Boise State. Two, having to go up there to play. And three, like I said, that defensive effort was pretty lame as far as the tackling. How many Did you count how many missed tackles you saw in that game? It happened over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, but but that that has also been true with a lot of programs out there, and including the entire conference of the Big Twelve. I think uh, the the sloppy tackling might be a bit of a byproduct of the of the pandemic and the weird preparation that that was so abnormal.
0: It's- so that's that's so that's part of it, Jake. I mean, that's part of what's going on. I I think you see, you'll see Utah State come back and and uh, and win. Uh, I don't know if they'll win a lot of games this year, but they'll win win some games. It's not like they're going to play that way every week. Uh, This is what happens when I I always tell people this, and Jake, you know this from having played tennis, that when you go up against somebody who's better than you are, uh, it puts you in situations that are very difficult to overcome. You start doing things that you ordinarily wouldn't do, and if you do that, then, yeah, you might be successful on a couple of uh, plays, uh, on a couple of uh, points, but it's it's going to pressure you into mistakes. It's going to pressure you into things that you ordinarily don't do, and it's going to make you look ugly, And and Utah State was made to look ugly. In that game, because they weren't as good. And when you're not as good, then you start getting goofy, especially in the first game. I expect improvement out of Utah State. I just don't know whether it's going to come against the Aztecs.
1: All right, Gordon, we have some uh, cracking news here. Uh, John Wilner reporting kickoff times for the Pac 12 in week number one. Oh, love this. Arizona, Utah. Two o'clock Mountain Time.
0: Two, As it, sh- two. As it should be. <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs>
0: Casey would love
1: it. And it's going to be on ESPN. U. Uh, Colorado, UCLA will start at five on ESPN two. Stanford, Oregon will be at five thirty on ABC. Uh, at eight thirty, uh, Washington and Cal on ESPN. And at uh, also at eight thirty, Washington State at Oregon State on FS one. What time is Utah, Arizona? Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. Two. What games
0: are any games being played at nine or ten in the morning? Uh, not, not uh, so far. Oh, okay.
1: Well, let's wow. not start complaining about that. Yeah, let's not. No, hey, no. Hey, no gonna, I, I just wondered two o'clock heard... kick for a local. two two, do, two is, whip two is up cool in the gang, Broseph. So let's do this. <laughs> Celebrate good times. Come on. Twenty twenty's been a roller coaster, but we got a two o'clock football kickoff two. with a local team. Hot diggity dog. (laughs) It's not in the afternoons
0: anymore. Hot
1: diggity dog. Wow. That news just
0: made my day. I didn't mean to make that sound like a complaint. I, I made it. I just wondered since there had been talk of that and that. Well, uh, no
1: kickoff at eight thirty. The Kyle,
0: the Kyle Whittingham, had. had uh, yeah, because I'm such an early morning person, <laughs> you know. Wow!
1: Oh, this man. spectacular news brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. <laughs> Spring in action. Mention this ad and receive thirty three dollars off any service call today. Eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three. That's eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three at Action Plumbing.
0: Jake, when uh, when Kevin and I were doing the morning show together all those years ago, uh, we were we I told you we took a a test to see if we were morning people or not. And for my whole life, I've been waking up early. And I found out I'm not – I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't a morning person. I never have been a morning person. And uh, I was a late-night person at that time. As I've gotten older, that has, doesn't work anymore. Oh, man, but, 2 uh, o'clock. I, I don't want to wake up at 7.30 in the morning for a football game. No, that's, that's not what I'm craving. 2, two is perfect. 2 is perfect.
1: Okay. By the way, uh, at Utes for Life just sent me a Twitter. I'm, I'm not going to let at Utes for Life ruin my my good mood. But he says, uh, just com- uh, Jake Scott just compared BYU's fake punt to Utah's fake punt against Oregon, and then adds the the clown emojis. All that I was is
0: not what happened.
1: All I was doing was pointing out how the the difference in opponent can make a similar scenario people feel differently about it. Like with Texas State, you go oh well, why are you doing that to poor old Texas State? But with Oregon, <laughs> it's like, yes, pour gasoline, well, light if, them on fire, all right.
0: If, if memory serves, Utah beat Oregon as though they were playing Texas State yes, that Yes, they
1: smoked Oregon. And and when uh, Kyle Whittingham, I remember this specifically because while well, I was there, was asked <laughs> after the game, he's they were like, what's the difference here? You know, because Whitt... Uh, had a reputation uh, for taking his foot off the gas, right? And and he was he was asked, he was like, "What what's what, why'd you why'd you keep pouring it on like that, Coach Witt?" And he goes, "Because we're playing Oregon. They they <laughs> they come back from those types of deficits all the time. We're playing the mighty Ducks. So uh, when Tom Hackett fakes a fakes a punt to to really run up that score, I'm gonna do it because we're playing against Oregon. The perception being that it's Oregon." Whereas Texas right. and State, Texas
0: State the Bobcats are explosive.
1: Oh, the the Bobcats were lucky to share the field with BYU. <laughs> I mean, BYU should have should have uh, just stopped tackling for an entire quarter because poor old Texas State can't get up
0: off the mat. They gave them seven to start. So yeah, yeah I he, thought that was very generous of them. And I think Texas State should have stayed with those wacky formations. Man, that was working. In fact,
1: I'll I'll, I'll tell you this uh, at Utes for Life, I'm fine with all of it. I thought it was hilarious, hilarious that Coach Witt onside kicked against Wyoming. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. They're just waxing (laughs) the Cowboys. I mean, just taking them to the shed. And they're kicking off in the second half. And because Joe Glenn at a pep rally (laughs) said he thought he might have a chance against (laughs) Utah— Coach Witt <laughs> kicks an I mean, onside kick that they recovered easily, and of course, Coach Glenn lobbed,
0: lobbed the bird. It's oh yeah. hey, it, recover it the kick, man!
1: It, it, it's recover the kick.
0: See, this is a, I, I, you and I are a little different in this way because you like to see people absolutely punished, and uh, I, I think I ripped uh, Wood for that one, but uh, uh, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that anymore, and I don't think he would do it either. I, so I don't want to tarn feather anyone. I L O L D. I mean, I laugh. Well, that's cuz you're a heartless loud.
1: cruel person. Oh, how dare they do that to the lonely cowboys. I just feel so
0: bad for them up there in Laramie. Come on, Jake. There's unwritten uh, rules, man. There's unwritten uh, rules. Oh,
1: come on. Come on. That's you, used that's used in arg- arguments a lot these days. Come on. It's
0: used in arguments, please. What do you do? Uh, yeah. Come on! I'm I, sorry. I had to catch up with you there. That's uh, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come on. Who is your listen? <laughs> <laughs> we really do need to address your uh, your penchant for brutality.
1: Brutality. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Stay tuned. It is the big show. 97.5 and 1280, the zone.